Hi there, Catsuit. Hi there, Nookie. Wait, I wasn't expecting you right now. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to stop by and tell everyone about our event coming up Valentine's weekend. You mean the three-day education and social event focusing in on dating and relationships for kinky folks called the Kinky Dating Something Something and Love Blah 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 event? We've got great speakers lined up, including me. Yeah, also Lexi Silver, Zach Budd, Unruly Nerd Girl, and I'll even be presenting a four-hour workshop. Don't worry, it's in two parts about how to defuckify your dating and create a profile and a life that weeds out what you don't want and attracts what you do. Registration is open now. And the first 500 people get in free, so don't hesitate. Get registered at datingkinky.com slash dating dash love dash event. It's a great opportunity to learn from the people you love about the people you hope to love. I know it's on my Valentine's Day calendar. Chocolates are optional. The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky. Kinky connections and kinky education. It's kinky done differently. Welcome to a special edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. It is the first of our bonus episodes where we talk to some people who catch my attention online. And our first guest in this series is Ms. Bossy Butterfly, a.k.a. Ms. Butterfly, and it is a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you. What caught my attention was the fact that on FetLife, you and I happen to be friends, and I've noticed that you've gotten a lot of unsolicited demands, messages, friend requests, and heaven knows what else. Tell me what you've been going through. Well, it started several years ago, and I don't know really what prompted the change, but it is almost as if people cannot um, comprehend that you still need to use day-to-day -day manners and etiquette, even when you are online, and especially when you are on a BDSM site, and you are wanting to engage with another person. It is probably more important there than other online venues. Um, so I receive, um, I, I can't even count some days, how many messages, some days it's nothing, but it goes anywhere from people just wanting to um, engage enough to be my friend because I do not accept random friend requests. So they will simply send me friend request, hi, and think that's enough. Or it will go all the way up to people making demands um, to be in an actual dynamic, dynamic, excuse me, or even making demands for monetary things just out of the blue. So let's talk about the friend requests, first of all. Mm -hmm. uh, you are pretty clear on your profile that you don't accept random friend requests. Yet I'm sure you <laughs> still get them. What are people saying trying to get around that when you've basically said no random friend requests? So they usually say nothing. 
they say absolutely positively nothing. Um, and a lot of these I have never seen before. I've never seen them like a photo, like a writing. I have never seen them at a virtual event prior to COVID. I've never seen, you know, seen them out their name, you know, in scening or anything. And then all of a sudden they just pop up as a random friend request. Um, I began that actually several years ago when I started getting a huge influx from India. And I was constantly getting, you know, five or six friend requests a day from people in India. And I'm like, no, I, I just don't want my feed drugged down with people that I don't necessarily know. And that is a piece of it, because if it's somebody that I know, then I'm going to be interested in what they're writing. I'm going to be interested in what they are posting. And it, for me, it's really about staying connected with people in the community, not how many people can I collect. If people are not rocks, I'm not creating a rock garden here. I'm creating, you know, a, a group of people that I have some sort of a connection to. So they don't say anything. They just shoot me the request and bye. Wow. For the purposes of context, explain what your role is and the dynamics that you may have with people within the scene. Okay. So um, I identify as a mistress and I have been a pro dominatrix for several years. Um, a long time. I don't mind saying it. I will be 50 in January. And I actually started as a pro dominatrix in my early 20s. So I've been around quite some time. Um, and so as far as current dynamics, um, I live in a poly household. Here comes somebody right now. Um, <laughs> hey, he says, um, I live in a poly household. Um, I have a husband. Um, I have a BDSM partner who lives in our home with us. And it is very, very clear that we do not have other people just randomly coming in and out of our dynamics. We also have other people in the community who are part of our personal poly that come in and out, um, but it is a closed poly group. We do not just have people coming in and out. So the people that I live with and the people in our group are all part of decisions of what people come into that polycule. Um, as far as what we do online, um, I have um, two different groups that I run online. One of them right before the pandemic hit was up and moving to actually go um, real time, which was service dogs and kink um, because we train um, venues and we train um, members of the kink community on how to accept people with disability who have service dogs and how do you handle bringing a service dog into a venue. So we've been teaching on that because I've been teaching that in the vanilla world for close to 15 years. And so we've now brought that. And then I just do a lot of writings, um, go to events. Um, we are not going to events right now um, just because of our personal preference and some things that have happened in our vanilla life with the pandemic. Um, but we just, you know, that's just kind of who we are and what we do. In terms of the messages that you get, when you do get them, have you ever had a respectful one that made you go, oh, wait a minute, somebody actually read my profile and I will respond? Yes, absolutely. Um, in fact, if you visit my profile right now, you will see that there are two human beings that are currently under consideration. 
Um, a lot of people may not be familiar with that. Some people do. Um, I never just jump right into a dynamic and be like, oh, okay, you're my whatever. You know, you're my primal, you're my, you know, daddy, whatever, whatever role it is. Um, I always do under consideration. And that is a long-term um, time, you know, a minimum of three months of getting to know the person, negotiating, going back and forth. So um, yes, I received two messages um, very recently, actually, from people. Um, one of them is a gentleman who identifies as a cross-dresser, mm -hmm. who is wanting um, very much to come in as a house servant. And so, um, you know, identified things on my profile, identified that he had read some of the writings, had read rules, had even gone and looked at my guards um, profile. And so he did his homework. Um, the other one is also looking to be a service sub. And that one really made me perk up because we've been talking now for close to 30 days and there has not been a single mention of, you know, the sex. He has not brought up a single, you know, comment about what is it that he he wants sexually because he understands that a service sub may not necessarily be the same as a sex slave. So that really kind of perked things up. So yes, you do get those and you should cherish those. Is it because many men, and I'll put women in here too, because it happens on both sides, are people just driven by sex that they believe that anybody on FetLife is also driven by that same process? I think there is confusion. I had someone, um, I have messages right now, which I'm trying to decide if I'm going to feature them in my own writing, my DOD writing that I do, um, because the initial message was, hey, um, I like your feet or something like that. I was like, oh, okay, well, all right. Uh, that's cool. And then it went from there to making sex demands. And when I said, I think you're confused. Um, this site is not necessarily about sex or solely about sex. He said, then what are you doing on a fetish site? Because it's a sex site. I said, no, 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 no. Maybe you need to try Tinder. So I think there's some <laughs> confusion as to what is kink? What is a fetish, what, um, what are a lot of the different roles? And I think as more and more people lose other venues, other outlets, other online, things that are shut down um, or as they get kicked off because they can't follow the TOSs, they find their way um, you know, to FetLife. And then they start making um, these demands because they think that that's what people want but it's really not. People want you to identify who you are. That's why we have profiles. And, you know, and people are just as guilty if they don't fill a profile out, that's on them. It is your responsibility to let people know who you are and what you want or what you don't want. But um, I, I think that's a huge part of it is that we're starting to get some overflow. And I also think that we're starting to get mainstream, not that that's a bad thing, but I think that you're getting a whole lot of people who think kink equals sex equals, I can just come in here and have a nooner. I can find somebody for a random hookup at a bathroom park. And that's not what necessarily the BDSM community is about. There is a recurring theme, and I must admit, I bring it up a lot because I am of a certain age where 
I grew up talking on the phone all the time or talking person to person. We are now in generations where we live behind keyboards, mm -hmm. whether it be Twitter, whether it be FetLife, whether it be Facebook. Do you think that people are emboldened by the fact that the only thing you're seeing is their words as opposed to their facial expression or even the so-called smile over the phone? Absolutely. Um, I am old enough also to have watched the progression. And actually, I think this really started back when chat rooms on AOL were a thing. Okay, like AOL 2.0 to 3.0 to instant messenger. And you would see in the different chat rooms that you would get these people that would just, they would say horrific, horrible things to other people. And they would send messages. They would send, I mean, you think FetLife messages are, are bad. AOL 3.0 and 4.0 messages were <laughs> crazy. And people just thought that that was okay um, because you are anonymous in some ways. Um, you also don't get to see the body language of the person, um, you know, and I think body language is huge in this. Mm -hmm. I think when you're out in public and you step too close to someone or you say something and you can watch their body stiffen or them take a step back away from you or them literally run, mm -hmm. um, it makes a big difference. But now people, and I think everybody also, it's like they're five seconds of fame. They, everybody has a platform on every single solitary. I mean, you can't even go to YouTube without somebody suddenly becoming a keyboard warrior mm -hmm. on, you know, a, a video. You know, somebody puts a video of their cat playing, you know, playing with a tulip outside. And the next thing you know, somebody's on there screaming about how the cat's going to get eaten by a hawk or they're a terrible person for letting their cat go outside. <laughs> Um, you know, so it's kind of like we've, technology is a tool, according to my guard. He was talking about that. And he said, it is all in the way that people use the tools. And I think that that is huge because people don't know how to use this tool. And now it's been placed in the hands of people who just don't care. When you wrote the message called the unsolicited demand message. Oh dear. <laughs> yes. I could tell you were angry, <laughs> <laughs> but at some point you get to the point where you've had enough. Mm -hmm. Yep. What puts you to that point? So the unsolicited demand, I think, really just had to do with the fact that on that particular day, I had had, I don't know, can you hold the phone for a minute for me? Sorry about that. Yes, I can. Thank you. It's okay. Of course, um, So <laughs> I had had probably seven or eight different messages that day that were just over and over and over demands. Mm. And it just got to a point where I was just like, okay, I'm done. I have had enough. Something needs to be said. Something needs to be done, you know, about this at that point. Um, and it really is an unsolicited demand. When someone sends you, it's different than petitioning. And I have written a lot about petitioning. When you are petitioning someone, you're introducing 
yourself, you're um, identifying your own role or you know why, um, you are then telling the other person, why do I think you would be a good fit for me? And then you are asking them. There's a huge difference between walking into a room somewhere and going, I need a bowl of cereal now. And could anybody tell me where I could find the cereal, please? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's huge. Um, so on that particular day, the last one just really, the last message of the day had just really gotten to me because it was someone who had asked me to um, watch them in a hog tie, a self hog tie in their, um, in their own home, babysit them all day long. And then when they get out of it, watch them jerk off. Okay. That's a lot of my time. Oh, wow. Also, it's weird. Okay. It's just weird. Okay. I don't even know who you are. So that's just kind of a strange, a strange thing. Thank you. Um, so I, and I said, okay, well, that'll work for me, but you need to understand. Thank you. Thank you. You need to understand that, um, what you are asking for is you are asking for a service from a pro dominatrix whether it's across the lines or not. And you're coming to me. I didn't send you a message to go, oh, by the way, I do this, 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 and this. Um, And he came back with vitriol and hatred Mm -hmm. and just what makes you think you? And I said, no, 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 no. You came to me. You asked me to do these things for you. And this is the price. If you don't like the price, you don't have to pay it but that doesn't give you the right to spew hatred, nor does it give you the right to then, you know, just act, act like I have done something wrong because I've told you what the price is for what you are asking. We're not in a dynamic. You know, if my guard came to me and said, hey, I want you to hog tie me up and put me in the living room floor and then watch me all day. Yes. 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 But that's different because he and I have an established dynamic and I care about, you know, care about him. And he's probably going to, you know, never do that. But, you know, <laughs> it, you know what I'm saying? It would just be it's different because that's an established dynamic. It's not somebody out of the blue making a demand and then getting hostile. Has the idea of being a gentleman just gone out the window or are there people that are still truly gentlemen that are in the kink world? There are gentlemen. I have two that I live with. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are, we have come across them. Um, you know, as I said, we have a polycule and I have people who come in and out. Um, the men who are in my lives are gentlemen. Um, however, I think, think society right now is a little lost. Mm -hmm. I think we have gone down a path where, and it sounds so strange to say when you're talking about kink and fetish and different things like that, when you say, I think traditional values have gone by the wayside. Um, They're just it's so hard to like wrap it all into a a neat sentence because all of a sudden it's coming in, you know, so fast what's happening. Um, You have a lot of people who are just truly, truly entitled. Okay. And that entitlement 
leads them to believe that rules do not apply to them. Therefore, protocols do not apply to them. Therefore, being a lady or a gentleman does not apply to them. But I think, again, it's a filtering in of general society. Um, you see this all the time. You'll step up, like sometimes I'll step up to a door and a man will not know if he should open the door for me or not. Mm -hmm. Is he going to be screamed at by the woman that he opens the door for because she's a strong, proud woman and she can open her own door? Mm -hmm. Or is she going to see it as him getting too close to her space and then suddenly she victimizes what he did? Oh my God, he opened a door for me. And can you believe that? And he was so aggressive that I just think that somewhere along the lines, people need to be taught etiquette again mm -hmm. and really said, this is the way that we, we engage. I went to finishing school. <laughs> so, I mean, that, and, and I know so. so many of our listeners are going, what's that? <laughs> yeah. What is finishing school? And it was really funny, the things that were taught in finishing school, quite mm -hmm. honestly, because you were taught not only your manners and things, but the headmistress had said, you will always keep a husband happy if you know how to cook, if you know how to smile, and if you know how to have good sex. That was taught in an etiquette school, <laughs> so, which is pretty funny. <laughs> you know, but I, I think that's the problem. There are gentlemen. But I also think to be fair to our men that they have been victimized and abused themselves by many, many women who have bad manners too. So as the title of the show is What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, what would you like to see as the biggest change in the way that men act towards women or towards anyone in the space of making connections? I think the key is to be genuine. I think it is to stop thinking that you need some sort of a shtick or that um, this is going to be a quick hit for you. I think that the idea, and if the person that is responding responds poorly, remember that that is on them but you can only be responsible for your own behavior. So when you reach out to someone, make sure that you are being clear and concise and being respectful. You can still be a kinky weirdo, as some people might think, without, you know, that, that shouldn't be in your very first message. You know, you shouldn't just lay out, you know, all of your, your, whatever you want to call them, fetishes, kinks, mm -hmm. strange things, right out in the very first message. There is nothing wrong with sending a message that says, hey, you know, my name is Ms. Bossy Butterfly. I identify as a mistress and I'm kind of looking around for, um, I'm looking around for a new pet. I noticed you in a room and you were talking about how you needed pet training. Um, would you be interested in talking? Very genuine very to the point, and then it allows the other person to say yes or no. And if the other person says no, respect their boundary. They're not interested. Move on. There's lots of other people out there. Is there a way someone can follow your writings uh, on FET? 
yep, all they have to do is look up Ms. Bossy Butterfly and hit follow. Simple as it can is be. simple. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us on this edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, one of our bonus episodes. And if you think you have a story that you'd like to share with us, please write me at john at datingkinky.com. That's J-O-N at datingkinky.com. And of course, you can always follow us on social media at what women want p1 on twitter that's what women want p1 on twitter and on instagram at what women want podcast we'd love to have you join us and join us each and every week starting tuesdays at noon for a new edition of what women and other wonderful humans want presented by dating kinky kinky done differently <laughs>